back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to be a part of your life. And I do pray that one day, maybe if the podcast is a blessing to you, you would take some of the stuff that I've given you and give it to somebody else. I do want to ask you this question, though. What What is it like in hell? What is hell like? And... um It's an interesting question, and when we think about it, I've heard over my lifetime a lot of different, I guess you'd say, analogies about hell. I've heard people say things like, when I get to hell, I'll set up a lemonade stand. When I get to hell, I'll drink a lot of beer. When I get to hell, I'll smoke a lot of weed. I remember a a bumper sticker when I was a little boy. It was a pretty popular bumper sticker. I've seen it a lot, but it used to say, Heaven doesn't want me, and hell is afraid I'll take over. And so people look at hell a lot of times, I'm afraid, and they think it's some kind of game. They think it's some kind of mystical place. And unfortunately, hell is a place that's real. It's a place where the never-dying soul of man is tormented for all of eternity simply because of the fact that he rejected the Savior Jesus Christ. And what I wanted to do today as we deal with the subject of hell, I just wanted to bring this thought, and I was trying to think of something that would make the reality of hell maybe a little closer to our hearts and our lives as we look at our friends and our family and the people we interact with day in and day out. If we are saved, it's our responsibility to win them to Christ. And also, if you're listening to the podcast and you're not lost or you're not saved, it's my responsibility to try to, t- to try to warn you of hell so that maybe as the Scripture speaks to your heart, you would get saved and wouldn't spend eternity in that terrible place called hell. And that's why I chose the subject for today, five senses in hell, five senses in hell. And if we take just the basic senses that mankind has, touch, sight, hearing, smell, taste. We take those senses and we realize that those same senses that we have here on earth are the same senses that a man, woman, boy, or girl who rejects Christ will have in hell. If you have your Bible, turn to the book of Luke chapter number 16, the book of Luke chapter number 16, and I want to begin the reading in verse number 19. And what I want you to do is I just want you to get an understanding of the context of the Scripture. Uh, This is probably one of the greatest um, illustrations of hell in the Bible. It gives us a very clear picture, even comes down to the point where it lists names of people. Well, let's begin reading in verse number 19 before we get into the five senses of In hell, I wanted to read the scripture so that you could get a picture of what it is we're talking about. The Bible says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. 
but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Of course, a great picture of hell gives us several things. There's so many different um, ways you could go with this passage of Scripture, but I still want to stick with those five senses that each that most every man, woman, boy, or girl possesses that's probably listening to the podcast. And the first sense that I want to stick with is touch, the, the sense of touch, the ability to touch, the ability of, to feel, the ability to to um, determine if something's hot or cold. That's given us here on earth. And I also find that sense, that sense is given to the man who's burning in hell. Look in verse number 23 as he describes what it's like in hell. Verse 23, the Bible says, being in torments, torments. There are torments in hell that you can actually feel. There's pain in hell that you can actually feel, that you have to endure. He says, I'm in torments more than one. It's not just one torment, but it's several torments that you can feel, that you can understand. The Bible says that it's a place of fire. Look at verse number 25. When he describes himself, the rich man says this, or Abraham says this about the rich man, and thou art tormented. He could feel the pain that he was having to endure. Look at verse number 28. Lest they come into this place of torment. So that's how the rich man described it. He said it's a place of torment. He said, I don't feel good. I don't feel loved. I don't feel cared about. I don't feel like everything is all right. He described the place that he was feeling as torment pain, anguish, misery, regret, disappointment, despair, agony. All those things were the things that he was feeling that he could touch. And as, he, as he's living in this place of torments, he realizes that he can feel, he can touch. He has to endure what it is that he, ha- that, what it is that he is having to deal with because there is no way out. He describes the place. He describes what he feels as torment. Then let's look at the second sense, the first sense being touch or feeling, the second sense being sight, being sight. You say, well, how do you know that he could see? I thought hell was a dark place. Well, look at what it says in verse number 23. The Bible says, and in hell he lift up his eyes. He lifted them up, probably because they were downcast, probably because it was more convenient, if you think about it, to look down in hell because you don't want to see everything that's going on around you because it's not a place that's a lonely place. 
because there's a lot of other people there. But for some reason, this man decided to lift up his eyes and take a look around. No doubt he saw fire. The Bible says, verse number 24, he said, I am tormented in this flame. He saw fire. He saw it burning. He saw the anguish of the, of the never-dying souls that were also there with him. His eyes were able to behold what was happening to him, and he could not do anything about it other than endure the place of torments because as he lifted up his eyes and he looked around, he saw flame. He saw fire. But you'll notice he sees something else. Verse number 23, He seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. He's seen that. He looked across. The Bible describes it very clear as Abraham describes it. He said, and besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. As he lift up his eyes, he saw two other people across the great gulf that he couldn't get to, and those people couldn't get to him. But the Bible says that they're comforted, and he is tormented. So on top of the pain and the misery of being in torments, he has to look around and see other people in torments. And then he was able to look and see a man in paradise where he wasn't tormented. His eyes are functioning quite well in hell. I'm sure that he's seen a lot of regrets. I would imagine as he looked back through his memory, he saw times he could have gotten saved. He saw opportunities he had to give his life to Christ. But those opportunities are gone now, and all he can see is a fire as he lifts up his eyes, and no doubt in hell... A lot of times it's probably easier to look down instead of look around because the pain and anguish that not just you're enduring, but the people around you are having to endure is miserable. Could you imagine if he looked across in hell and saw his own family there screaming for mercy and there was nothing he could do about it? The senses in hell are real. We see that he could touch or feel, and we also see that he could see. Then let's look at verse number 24. Verse number 24 for the third sense, and that sense is going to be hearing. Verse 24, the Bible says, And he cried. And he cried. What do you hear in hell? You hear crying. You hear screaming. You hear pain. You hear agony. You hear a soul being torn and twisted to pieces with no breaking point at all because hell does not have an end. Hell is always a beginning. The end of hell is the same as the beginning of hell, tormented in fire. But he can hear, and he can hear crying, not just himself, but those around him. The pain of the fire is real. And if you could think just for a moment about a time when you heard somebody scream out in pain, 
and how you wanted to help them. Maybe you did, but in hell, the sounds that you hear are not going away, and there's no help. He cried. He cried out. You know what he's crying out for? The Bible says, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Oh, my. He knows what mercy is, and he's listening to other people cry out for mercy. Could you imagine people crying out for God? Could you imagine people crying out for forgiveness? Could you imagine somebody crying out for mercy? And it's not coming. As you think about setting in hell, I don't hear a party. I hear people crying. I don't hear laughing. I don't hear a pecking order where somebody's trying to take over. No, I hear crying. I hear screaming. I hear anguish. And that's no doubt also what he was hearing. Because the senses that we have here are the same senses that we have there. And they work really well. Could you imagine him crying out, help, and help not coming? Could you imagine somebody crying out, daddy, and daddy not coming? Could you imagine somebody crying out, mama, and mama not coming? Misery. And it's a reality. So when you see the person across the counter at the gas station, when you're in such a hurry, to get your ice water and your candy bar and head out on the day, maybe slide them a gospel track because if they don't get saved, somebody might hear them screaming in hell one day for mercy. The mercy that we could have told them about here on earth. Five senses in hell, touch or feeling, sight, hearing, And then verse number 24 again, the smell, the smell. The Bible says it's a place of fire and brimstone. He said in verse 24, he's tormented in the flame. And you say, well, I don't don't see where he talks about smelling anything. Well, you'd have to look up the word brimstone and try to figure out what burning brimstone smells like. And it smells like rotten eggs. You say, my soul on top of that, you've got to smell that mess for all of eternity? The Bible says it's a place of fire and brimstone, a place where the worm dieth not, the fire is not quenched. Can you imagine having to smell burning brimstone for all of eternity? As your nostrils choke, smoke, you're burning, you see pain and anguish, you hear screaming, there's no relief, there's no way out. This is not a fairy tale, this is a reality. This is a sense that exists and is very prevalent as you spend eternity in hell. And then let's look at our last sense. So we got touch or feeling, we got sight, we got hearing, we got smell. Then the last sense that we're blessed with is the sense of taste, the sense of taste. Verse 24, the Bible says, 
and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Taste. What's he taste? Does he taste alcohol? Does he taste the lips of a strange person? Does he taste the dregs of a cigarette? Does he taste drugs? Does he taste immorality? Does he taste... No, he doesn't taste anything. Fire is what he tastes. But do you know what he wants to taste? Water. He wants water. And he didn't ask for a gallon. He didn't ask for a glass. He asked for a drop of water to cool his tongue because he was tormented. He tastes dryness. He tastes tongue sticking to the roof of his mouth. He tastes misery. He tastes pain. He tastes anguish. But he doesn't taste any water. Hey, in hell you're not going to set up a lemonade stand. In hell you're not going to drink alcohol. In hell it's not a party that doesn't end. No, in hell the five senses you got are going to be pushed to the limit in the wrong direction. And it's very simply because you wouldn't accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior.